Welcome back to another episode of the Pursuing Faith podcast with Lon and Iggy. I'm so excited to be back today with another episode. How are you feeling today? I'm amazing. You were about to say the Lana Hassel, right? No, I wasn't going to say that. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was just like a, a costumbre. I don't know how to say it in English. But I'm excited for today's episode. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for today because as a new believer, this is all new to me and we've been educated on it and we're still educating on ourse- ourselves on it. So we kind of just, again, want to bring you along the journey with us, right? We don't know it all and we're okay with that. Mm-hmm. And this is a journey that we want to bring you guys on. So if you want to go ahead and take it away. Of course. So today's topic is salvation. What does it mean to be saved? And the reason, as Lana said, like we've been educated on this topic um, a little bit. Of course, there's always more to learn, but we wanted to bring this topic to our audience because when you become a Christian and it's kind of like a slang amongst Christians that it's like, oh, you're saved, you know, you're saved, you're saved. And it's also used by non-believers to kind of uh, mock Christians, like, oh, you're Christian, you're saved. So uh, I think that it's a very uh, important topic for everyone to uh, learn about and for us to discuss. Mm-hmm. So what it what does it mean to be saved, okay? And before we dive into what it means to be saved, I want to acknowledge that uh, all this started with the fall of man in Genesis uh, chapter 3, when I'm pulling up my notes, guys, because I came prepared today. Uh, on Genesis chapter 3, the serpent, it says, Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, it says, The serpent was the shreddest of all the wild animals animals the Lord God have made. Only one day he asked the woman, Eve, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? And this is a well-known story where Eve eats the forbidden fruit, uh, encouraged by the devil in form of a serpent and that was literally the moment where men separated from god and what does the separation from god brought us it brought us um death god cursed the earth painful childbirth um and it was the beginning of us being born with a stain of sin with us another one which is why when people ask like why are things happening around in the world if god was true he wouldn't let any of this happen Mm -hmm. well that is happening because of the sin that is on this earth Mm -hmm. and that was very uh mind-blowing to me because i was one of those people that was like and God told me this, like, I, I, I know you doubt me. And one of the reasons why I used to doubt God was exactly because of that. Like, why, if you are an almighty, loving God, why do you allow 
all these bad things happen on Earth. And he's not allowing these things to happen on Earth. It's just that Earth has been cursed due to the original sin that cost us mainly, and to me, the most important, not the most, I don't want to say the most, yeah, the most important effect or, or the most damaging effect that this sin had in our lives is the separation from God. And I wanted to bring something to your attention because I was reading through Genesis 3. I'm not going to read the full chapter, but I was reading it. And when the serpent throughout Genesis, God is referred as Lord God, right? And it constantly brings up the word Lord before God. And when the serpent talked to Eve, he didn't mention Lord God. He just mentioned God. And one of the things that the serpent said in when, when the serpent was talking to Eve was, God knows, this is Genesis 3, 5. It says, God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Mm. And this goes to show that we have part of our sinful nature is like this wanna be like God. And this wanna be like God, the devil knew exactly which words to use in order to pursue Eve to try the fruit. And he didn't said to her, oh, you need to try this fruit because it's delightful or because it tastes better than any other fruit. He was very smart and he said, like, once you try this, you will be like God. He knows exactly what the flesh wants and what it desires. And he will paint a very nice picture, right? To make you want to go after those things. But going after those things that he paints a picture are gonna most likely require disobedience and sin. And once you do that, you partner up with Satan. To dive deeper into this topic, we need to define what is sin, right? And sin, a simple way to define this is like missing the mark. And by missing the mark, we mean like constantly because we, the, the earth has been cursed and we are born with this stain of sin in us, uh, the word of God, the Bible, has all these rules and all these ways of us to live. But again, because of this mark that we're born with, it's very hard for us to be uh, perfect and there's only one perfect, we said this all the time, and that perfect is God. And throughout the Bible, it constantly says, constantly, that uh, no one is exempt from sin. sin. Uh, we can go to Romans 3, verse 10. It says, as it is written, written, there is none righteous, no, not one. I read that very bad, but I'm going to read it again. It says, there is none righteous, no, not one. No one is righteous in this earth. And it also says in Romans 3, 23, for all have sinned and fall short 
of the glory of God. And it's very it's a very interesting topic because if you go around your your block and you ask people like, oh, do you think that you're going to heaven? Most people will say, yes, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. I do good things. Uh, I treat people nicely. But the truth is that if we go by definition of what the Bible says, we're all sinners. We've all seen at least one time, meaning that we're not good to go to heaven just because we're good people. So in order for us to be saved, we need to put our life in the hands of yeah. our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I just want to go over like steps for salvation, right? So that's acknowledging sin and recognizing. Believe in Jesus, trust in Jesus as the Son of God and the one who paid the penalty for your sins through his death and resurrection. Confession of faith, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And then last but not least, prayer. So communicate with God through prayer, expressing your faith, repentance, and desire to follow Jesus. And yesterday when we were um, at our Bible study with our pastor, this literally confirmed everything, right? Because in your walk of faith, you, you tend to question yourself like, does God hear me? Am I doing a great job? Like, is this all real? And how you know that you've been saved is look at your daily actions, right? And your longing and willingness to get closer to Christ and be obedient. Again, like Ignacio said, we're not perfect and we will never be perfect. The only perfect is God, right? But do you want to do better every single day? Do you want to lead with kindness? Do you want how, like how much patience do you have? What what music are you listening to? Do you, do you desire to listen to the music that you used to anymore, or are you aware that hey, you know what, this music is no longer good for me? Mm -hmm. um, the way that you dress, the way that you present yourself, your language, all of those things reflect as if you know you've been saved and that was just a confirmation for me that i have so with that being said like if you're doubting your walk of faith ask yourself those things and don't shame yourself about it right get in a community start opening the bible and reading it even if you have no idea where to start just open it um again when you want to when you feel so enraged with emotions calm yourself down and just try to be right like jesus we are not him and we will never be him but that is what motivates me every single day i think that the goal is not to seek and you said it perfectly but i just want to reiterate this for the audience is like we are not saying that you are that you have to be perfect to be saved what we're saying is setting those standards and we said this multiple times and we were talking yesterday and we were like wow it seems that these topics keep, keeps coming up and coming up and coming up yeah. but it's because i do believe that this is the foundation of us walking a christ-like life and is understanding that 
yes, we can, yes, we are giving our life to Christ. Yes, we can say that we're Christians. Yes, we can go to church, but it takes more than just those things to be saved, yeah. right? And the pastor said, like, you want to know the definition of true of a true believer? Look at their daily actions. Exactly. And you will see that a true believer's life, it's going slowly. Again, nothing crazy, but slowly is going up the hill because God is working in your heart every day. And a life of a so-called Christian or believer, it's like a roller coaster or it, it literally doesn't look like that person has actually Christ in their heart. Yeah. I want to say like what happens when we are saved, right? And we're born again, again, what this means is what you were saying. It means that our way of looking at life or evaluating our actions, we now have a standard that we're always going to miss that mark for that standard. But just chasing that standard, it literally makes us born as a new person. When Christ paid the price for our sins in the cross, he paid the price of the past, the present, and the future sins. But only we can set that confidently if our heart is being transformed, if yeah. we truly have the Holy Spirit in us. And, mm -hmm. Another one is through uh, sanctification, okay? We get the Holy Spirit in our body, in our soul. And when we walk with the Holy Spirit, that's what actually makes us trying to do better. It gives us a change, the way, like you said, the way we dress, the way, the way we, we present. Things, our way, perspective. Exactly. And then to summarize this is like to have in mind that we cannot lose salvation. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this is a very controversial topic because a lot of people, again, thinking in sin will be like, oh, okay, cool. So if I can't lose salvation, let me go in. Let me give my life to Christ now. Let me do all these good deeds. I trusting Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And then I, because that life, it's hard. Let me go ahead and now sin again and do deceitful things. Mm -hmm. And even though we can't lose salvation, the reason that statement says that is because when we are true believers and we truly give our life to Christ, we are always seeking to be better. So if you see somebody that says like, oh, I'm saved and now they're living a life of sin, chances are that they are not truly saved because if you are saved, you're, you don't have that desire of going back and being sinful Amen. again, constantly. Again, I sin, I, I, I do sin, you sin, we all sin, but is the way I approach that moment, the way I deal with that moment after, how I talk to God about that moment that I that just happened that caused me to sin. And by him, because he's the only one that knows my heart, when he sees that I truly repent in my heart, that's what allows me to say that I do not say, lose my salvation. Exactly. 
I, um, here in Romans chapter 10, verse nine, it says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, right? Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And again, um, here in Acts chapter four, it says salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. There's only one God, one God only, and one truth. So with that being said, we're going to wrap that up right here. I'm so sad because my schedule got mixed up and actually my client is waiting. So let us know in the comments down below what you guys want to learn more about so we can be God's vessel and teach you his word. Um, so can I please, say one more thing? Yes. So to finalize this, as Lana was saying, we have to wrap this up, but... I would like you to encourage you to ask yourself this question. The next time somebody asks you like, oh, do you think that you're going to heaven or not? And be honest with the answer, you know, be honest with the answer. And remember, the only way for you to truly be saved is giving your life to Christ and living a life that will make him proud. And that's the non mean living a perfect life, but living a life where growth is constantly happening within you. I love so, that. Thank you, babe. That was so beautifully said. Thank you. I, it didn't sound good in my head, so I appreciate yeah. it. I love you. So, yeah, thank you guys so much. Uh, and, yeah, we have to wrap this up, unfortunately. I love you guys. Please share this podcast. Please give it a thumbs up. Please download it. The support really helps and comment on the podcast, please. Comments comment. on the podcast and tell us what you guys need from us. So we're here to serve you. We love you and we'll see you next time.